Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The financial outlook for Illinois is strong, and our state remains a great place to live. Those are a few of the key messages from Governor Pritzker's annual budget address, which he delivered Wednesday at the Capitol in Springfield. The speech, which ran nearly 52 minutes, touched on the types of topics that typically pop up when the leader of the state speaks directly to the public and to lawmakers. Pritzker gave updates on funding for K-12 education and higher ed, explained how his administration is working to fight homelessness, and boasted about the size of the economy in Illinois, saying it's grown to over a trillion dollars. Quote, that's more than most nations, he said. Now, the governor also discussed plans to relieve medical debt for residents, improve maternal health, and provide support to the tens of thousands of migrants who have come to Illinois, especially the Chicago area, since August of 2022. Now, to hear the governor's full, unedited address, just jump back one tick in our podcast feed. As I and the rest of the Reset team listened to the speech, WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney joined me in studio, taking notes. A lot of notes. We then checked in with him for his major takeaways. Here's Dave. He steered clear in the speech of talking about these tax increases for businesses and on sports wagering. Uh, Instead, it was more of a uh, kind of an anecdotal type of speech where he dwelt on, you know, a mix of history and a mix of, of real life people, you know, to kind of underscore his, his priorities. I mean, I thought it was interesting. The beginning and end of his speech was focused on how the state acquired its its copy of the Gettysburg Address and, yes. and how a two-term Republican governor from the early 1940s helped um, mobilize school children to save pennies and nickels and 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 what have you to buy the thing. And I think what what it dramatized was, you know, the the priorities that Pritzker laid out. You know, he, he viewed them as investments in the future and and you know worth things like that on the same scale. I mean, there was a dose of presidential politics in this uh, yes. as well. I mean, on a couple of references, he. He took aim at Donald Trump. I mean, he, especially in a, in a section dealing with immigration and and his spending plan to to, to confront the migrant crisis. Um, he he blamed Donald Trump repeatedly uh, about you, you know uh, killing a, a bipartisan deal in Congress that mm-hmm. would have helped uh, confront this. And and at one point he talked about uh, Joe Biden being a good president for helping uh, helping you know, come up with this plan. And, and at that point, you know, he drew jeers and laughter from some of the Republicans in the chamber. So, I mean, there, there's a little bit of that tension part of the speech as well. Yeah, lots addressed here, as we expected, of course, our overall state of our economy, the uh, education, DCFS. He touched on, of course, the migrant crisis, medical debt. Overall, Dave, I mean, who was happy listening to this? Who, who, who wins here and who's maybe not so happy? Well, I mean, I think like we talked about ahead of the speech, I think this this pension plan that he talked about, well, he didn't talk about it in the speech 
to, to any great extent. But, you know, he, he's talking about, um, you know, changes that would, would help erase the state's pension debt faster and, and arguably more effectively. The, the bond rating agencies will look at that and they will be probably happy with that. You know, the same way with the idea that, uh, you know, the, the, this budget plan, if it's enacted as the governor proposes, is, is you know, a wash. I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's no uh, there's no deficit here. And and during the speech, he talked about California not being in the same shoes, $38 billion budget deficit that they're facing there. So, I mean, uh, I think people, the, the, the financial sector will look at this speech and, and be pleased by it. But I think, you know, human services providers, uh, social service providers, uh, Users of, of health care, we're all users of health care, right. uh, probably would look at this and, and say there's something in that there's for me. There's something in there for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I believe so, too. And, and a lot to dig through, of course. Another thing that sticks out here is the grocery tax, Dave. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of what the governor had to say on that. For the good of our state's working families, let's permanently eliminate the grocery tax. It's one more regressive tax that we just don't need. If it reduces inflation for families from 4 to 3%, even if it only puts a few hundred bucks back in families' pockets, it's the right thing to do. So permanently eliminating that 1% grocery tax, what do you think there, Dave? Well, I mean, it, it sounds good. I mean, as he pointed out there, a few hundred bucks for a family. You know, most people are probably, you know, after the reading the headline, they're probably not going to notice it that much in their grocery bills. But it's it was part of a tax cut package that the state passed during the, the heat of the pandemic to, mm -hmm. to confront uh, inflation. And that this piece of it sunsetted last summer. And so what Pritzker's talking about now is is making that 1% reduction um, permanent. And, you know, his argument is that why should a person who is at the poverty level pay 1% for a loaf of bread, the same 1% that a millionaire pays? Right. So. Now, one flashpoint here is, of course, migrant spending. This is a, a portion that Pritzker spent a good chunk of time on. Uh, what did we learn, Dave, about how the governor's proposed budget is addressing this, this migrant crisis? Well, he talked about the uh, the amount of money that that uh, he's committing, or he committed in negotiations with Mayor Johnson and Cook County uh, Board President Tony Preckwinkle. Mm -hmm. That comes to 183 million dollars from the state. Um, he says that that it's a, a moral imperative to you know for the state of Illinois to address this. He he blamed uh, Greg Abbott, the, the Texas governor, mm -hmm. repeatedly for for being inhumane, being non-Christian, for doing. For, for, for continuing to send these uh, these people here ill-equipped for our climate, uh, you know, with nothing, and and uh, putting it putting it on the shoulders of uh, the city of Chicago. So I mean, he's he's uh, ramping up support for that. Uh, again, as we pointed out, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people in the legislature, uh, including Democrats, are going to watch very closely what you know how how Mayor Johnson addresses this, yeah. and if, if Mayor Johnson brings something to the table. Yeah, he says, we didn't ask for this manufactured crisis, but we must deal with it all the same. Now, let's uh, move on to another topic here. He made an announcement about forgiving medical debt in Illinois. I want to hear a little bit more from the governor here. So today, I propose that over the next four years, we eliminate $4 billion of medical debt for over 1 million Illinoisans. 
That's four billion with a B, Dave. Yeah. Over four years, what do you make of that? Four billion dollars is a lot of money. But but what the state's commitment is is only you know I I, I don't have ready access at the moment here to what the amount the state's putting into this. It's only a, a few million dollars. But what but there's a not there there is a not for profit that is involved in negotiating uh, down unpaid medical debt for, for, you know, for, for impoverished people who can't afford it. And, you know, they have heart surgery and they're left with a, a you know, $5 million bill or something mm -hmm. that can be negotiated down. And that's, that, that's what this, uh, this financial commitment from the state is going toward to, to these groups that specialize in that kind of work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he talked about a lot of things, eliminating jumping through hoops for mental health care for adults and children. He talked about making sure that there are enough uh, in-network doctors, uh, preventing insurance companies from unfairly increasing rates on consumers, uh, really just uh, going really strong here on medical care. These are all pieces of a major health care package that he wants the General Assembly to pass right. this spring. And it's, you know, it's it, it if it happens, I mean, it, it, it enables him to go to the uh, Democratic National Convention with with, you know, we have we have dealt with health care in the state of Illinois. Here's our robust this is, package. And, and it's it, it almost yeah. is a, you know, good for a national platform, whatever that is for him. But, you know, the, the pieces of that, um, you, you know, there's something called step therapy. And I had a, a, a coworker of mine talk to about how, you know, she has, uh, you know, eczema, for example, and she went to a doctor to get get it dealt with. And instead, the insurance company that that works with her and her doctor dictated that she had to have a couple of drugs that were ineffective in, in making that go away, making mm -hmm. the flare-up go away. And and once it was documented those drugs failed, then she could get the drug that worked. And so one of the provisions of his plan would get rid of that kind of tactic by the insurance companies. Uh, it, it also would, uh, you know, soften prior authorization requirements for mental health. Mm -hmm. And then it would crack down on uh, he called them junk insurance Junk insurance, plans. yes. I you know, heard that too. Th these, are, these are just for, you know, the, the, these are plans that, that don't even cover just the bare, or they don't even cover the bare things that the Affordable Care Act covers. And he, it, it, under his plan, it would, you know, those. Yeah, he those says these types are these are plans that seem enticing because they offer lower premiums to bridge gaps in insurance coverage. Yeah, and he mentioned, but in reality, they they fail to even meet the minimum standards of the Affordable Care Act. Absolutely, don't cover prescription drug prices, for yeah. example. I mean, twelve states have have already banned that. He, he wants to, to add Illinois to that list, but but altogether, I mean, it's 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 something that Pritzker then can say, you know, this is yet another example of how I've tried to help people yeah. uh, deal with their healthcare problems. I want to briefly touch on something else that you brought up before we heard the governor's speech, and you you mentioned the the new baseball stadium in Chicago this week. White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf went down to Springfield to to drum up support for a new stadium in the South Loop. There was no mention of, of stadium funding in this speech. What do you take from that? Well, I think that's probably, well, certainly deliberate, but I also think it's sort of reflective. You know, here we have a governor who, he's, he's when he's been asked about stadiums in the past and sports teams, he, he's been very loath to, to come out and say, hey, you know, let's let's lend a hand to these folks. I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf is a billionaire. And, and you know, it's, it, you know, in making a, a request for a billion dollars in, yeah. in state and local resources, um, what Reinsdorf has to remember is he is dealing with a fellow billionaire. And so I don't know that negotiations with the governor are going to go 
super easy on this. There's also, you know, questions about uh, uh, a new stadium for the Chicago Bears. Right. There's not been a particular ask made of, of the state for anything Might with have been that. more time needed, too, between this but, ask and but this yeah, speech. It, it, the fact that, it, that, that these things were not in the governor's speech, I think, gives a general sense of where this is at in terms of his priorities. Yeah. I would say right now it's pretty low. 20 seconds left, Dave. Uh, give us the next steps here. Lawmakers have to review the budget, right? Yeah, and I mean, this this if, if they're like past legislative sessions, I think I've covered 29 state budgets in my lifetime. Oh my. Sasha, what does that say? The, the, this will go until the end of May, probably. And, okay. and it may be tweaked around the edges. There may be things added, things cut. Yeah. But I would imagine Governor Pritzker on whole will get most of what he wants in this plan. That's WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney. Thank you so much, Dave, for helping us break down the governor's budget speech. Thanks, Sasha. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Meha Ahmed, Linnea Dominic, and Brenda Ruiz, who also mixed the episode. Now, if you haven't listened to the governor's address, we have made the full speech available here on the Reset Podcast. You can also come back on Friday for more analysis of that and the week's other big news stories in our weekly news recap. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Join us again tomorrow morning for something a little different. Okay, something very different. My interview with award-winning journalist and author, Charles Duhigg. You might be familiar with his book, The Power of Habit. Well, we talked about his new book out just this week. It's called Super Communicators, How to Unlock the Secret Language of Connection. I'm excited to share that one with you too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.